Welcome to Regenerative Medicine today. This is John Murphy. It's my pleasure to welcome you to this podcast, Dr. Robert Goldberg. Dr. Goldberg is the new executive director of the Phil and Penny Knight Campus for Accelerating Scientific Impact at the University of Oregon. Dr. Goldberg, welcome to Regenerative Medicine today. Thank you, John. Happy to be here. So as I indicated in the introduction, you have this new and exciting position after a decade of leadership in promoting translational initiatives at Georgia Tech. Can you tell us about your new responsibilities? Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, I just hit the ground about a month ago at the University of Oregon. As you mentioned, Phil and Penny Knight have given a very generous gift, actually the largest gift ever to a public institution, to start a new campus here focused on interdisciplinary translational science. And so very excited to be here. So tell us what that means in terms of the scientists who's at the bench. It means that not to discount the fundamental basic research that is so important to advancing the fields, but this campus will in particular focus on making it easier to take those discoveries in the lab and translate them into clinical products and therapies. And in part by considering things like the market needs and the clinical needs early on in the science process. So you mentioned what it seems to be a very important point, that is you don't start to worry about translation at the end of the research project, but maybe perhaps even at the beginning? It's really important. I've had the pleasure of doing a couple startup companies, and as opposed to doing the research in the lab and, and maybe having the technology and looking for an application, I find that it's easier to translate if you've thought in advance what is the market need and what do the clinicians need, and then go back into the lab and figure out how do we get there. And that approach seems to allow the technologies to progress faster through the processes. And it's so complex to translate things these days. You have to consider not just the technology, but also the timing, the need, the regulatory environment, and so forth. Reimbursement is another aspect of this. And it's so important that for years we've done workshops and symposia focused on the science Recently, I started a meeting with colleagues at Case Western Reserve, Harvard, and University of Toronto, where the focus is really on the business aspects of regenerative medicine, where we address reimbursement and regulation and and case studies on successful approaches that have taken things through to the clinic and the commercial realm. I'm curious about the physical arrangement. You talk about a new campus. This is a completely new campus aside from the the original university campus? Yeah, it's directly adjacent to the science campus. There is a collection of buildings that are focused on science here, chemistry, physics, biology, human physiology. There'll be a bridge that connects to a new building. The new building will have a lot of core facilities. It will have space for startup companies and very open lab environment for interdisciplinary teams. And we're at the moment going through strategic planning to identify three or four areas that will be the focus areas. But certainly regenerative medicine, that's something that I've been interested in so long, will be one of those focus areas. Interesting endeavor that you're leading. Dr. Goldberg, as you pursue this new endeavor, I presume you've considered the opportunities for public-private partnerships? Yeah, absolutely. Going forward, as we think about how to best 
translate our discoveries into the clinical realm. The public-private partnerships are going to be so key to that. One assumption sometimes is that the only good research that's going on is in the universities, and that's absolutely not true. There's some really terrific research going on within the private sector, and I think the places that develop those partnerships most successfully are going to have the greatest impact going forward. So one of the things we talk about a lot is the research pipeline from fundamental primary research to applications engineering. And I think the universities typically fit into the front end of that pipeline, and the uh, partnerships can certainly reinforce the back end in, in particular. That's certainly true, and, and I think, importantly, a lot of our funding mechanisms at the federal level are beginning to recognize that as well and actually require these public-private partnerships as part of the proposal process. So I think that's a positive step forward and will help us to move the field forward. Dr. Goldberg, many of these endeavors are multidisciplinary. You're leading multidisciplinary teams. Yes, absolutely, John. That's almost always been a focus of what I've done from the beginning. I'm a mechanical engineer from my initial training, but grew up in a clinical department and then did some postdoctoral training in in molecular biology. And so I've always sort of appreciated working at the interface between disciplines and just strongly believe that that's really where the most interesting and impactful work is being done. I think it's important to point out that you just can't bring any two disciplines together and have that work. It's often very much related to the timing, which is influenced by advancements in the individual fields, you know, sort of our understanding, for example, just taking immunology and regenerative medicine. The advancements that have been made in those fields really make it the timing right to bring them together. The timing also is, of course, influenced by the advancement of technical tools and even the regulatory situation. So speaking of immunology, I know you have a relationship with the Journal of Immunology and Regenerative Medicine, and we're doing this podcast in collaboration with them. Can you tell us a little bit about that relationship? Sure. You know, Steve Badalak has been a friend of mine for many years. We've worked together in the Termos, the Tissue Engineering and Regenerative Medicine International Society, as well as Regenerative Medicine Workshop that we co-host. When he came to me with this idea for a journal in immunology and regenerative medicine, I didn't have to think long at all to be very happy to participate because I think the time is just right for those two fields to come together. There's more and more recognition that most, if not all, diseases have some underlying basis in dysregulation or problems with inflammation in the immune system. And the combination of regenerative medicine and immunology really, I think, opens the door for collaborations that will use that intersection to identify therapeutic targets and implement them in in treatments for patients. I should note that the journal has been well-received across the community. I send my congratulations and thanks to you and the rest of the team that's making that possible. My pleasure. Dr. Goldberg, I know you have a personal research program as well. Can you share some insight into that part of your daily job? My research program is primarily related to musculoskeletal regenerative medicine and biomechanics. We're particularly interested in osteoarthritis, but also trauma. And trauma is probably where we've made the biggest inroads into looking at this intersection between immune responses and response to trauma. So a lot of our recent work and some of the publications have already come out, but there'll be more coming is looking at can we use early markers in the blood 
particularly circulating immune cells and, and cytokines, as predictors of whether someone had severe extremity trauma is going to respond well to treatment. This is something that the military is quite interested in, trying to decide how to go forward with therapeutic strategy and whether to put a patient through many, many procedures for limb salvage or potentially to move to a prosthetic. We're getting some actually really good responses where we're finding some early circulation of some of the suppressor cells of the immune system correlate quite well to patients that don't go on to heal well. So we're excited about that both from a standpoint of informing surgeons, but also it opens up therapeutic targets to potentially suppress the suppressor cells and turn non-responders into responders. It's quite exciting and very promising in terms of, you point out, the military applications as well as civilian Yes. Dr. Goldberg, thanks for joining us by phone today and sharing with us your exciting endeavors, both in terms of your personal research as well as the new campus-wide initiative that you're leading. I'd like to thank our listeners for listening. You're welcome comments at mail at regenerativemedicinetoday.com. I'd like to thank the McGowan Institute for sponsors this podcast series. Until we meet again, thank you for listening. <laughs>